Hello, welcome back. I know I took a couple personal days. Normally these things come out on Wednesday. That is my fault. Uh, just been a kind of a rough week, uh, especially with Kobe's passing. I mean, that wasn't the main factor, but you know, it doesn't help either. Um, but yeah, we're back. Uh, I felt good today. So, you know, I wanted to get this out there for anybody out there who's actually waiting for this. Um, episode nine, we're almost at double digits. Very exciting. Uh, there's some sort of big news uh, and my off-season preview for the Seahawks to go over, uh, as well as some nerd stuff at the end. So if you are a nerd like myself, then you will be excited for that. I am talking about science fiction, Star Wars, uh, nerd stuff like that. Not like you can be a sports nerd. But anyway, episode nine. Let's go. The first thing that I really wanted to talk about in this episode, sort of just oopsie, jumping into things here, was the whole thing about the Mariners' rebuild. Now, this has been a thing that I've been talking about since last year, in fact. Since last year, the Mariners actually started their rebuild. Um, let, let's get this out of the way. And if you have a friend or a person you know that you know this applies to, please share that this with them so I can berate them. This is going to be a very expletive-laced uh, video. Video uh, episode. So if you know you you got the young you, the younglings with you, or you just are not a, a fan of profanity, please turn away. Um, listen, this whole rebuild thing started last year. If you believe that the Mariners have been quote unquote, I'm doing my air quotes with this right now with my fingers, rebuilding since the last time they made the playoffs, you are wrong. And you are a moron. Okay. Now, that's just if you are stubborn and you think that if you, you know, if you're not educated, then, you know, well, no, I don't feel too bad because a lot of these people aren't educated. They don't take the time to go and educate themselves. The fact of the matter is they've been trying to win games. It's been this sort of bandage type, you know, putting bandages over the major wounds. You know, it's like putting a bandage over a gunshot. It's not going to do that much. Um, there are internal things that need to be fixed, uh, whether I'm talking about the gunshot or the actual organization. Um, now, the reason I'm talking about this is the Mariners have recently been posting advertisements selling $5 tickets uh, for games next year, well, this upcoming season. And while this is a great opportunity, I believe just, you know, who doesn't want to go to a ball game for five bucks? There's not many, you know, sports, professional sports games that you're going to get into for five bucks. Um, I have a bad habit of reading the comments of a lot of these Mariners posts on Facebook and everyone, most everyone, there's actually a good amount of people who are getting optimistic now, uh, like myself. And that's very, you know, very touching. Um, are bitching. Oh, it should be free. Why aren't all the tickets like this? It's very fucking stupid to think that a team that puts a lot of money into its stadium to make it a great experience. I've talked to several fans who have said that uh, Team Old Park, Civco Field, whatever you want to call it, I love that. Leave that up to you. It's a great experience, and it's one of the best ballparks in the league in terms of fan experience. You get a great experience. It's a professional ball club. If you go to Portland, you can't get a baseball team. No, no shout. No shade to Portland. If you go, you know, to some, here's a whack-ass state, Oklahoma. Don't get me started on the Sonics. 
you're in Oklahoma, you don't got a baseball team. There are other states and other cities that want this baseball, that want a baseball team. So before you bitch and you moan and you are a fucking moron about this team and you complain even more, whether it's on Facebook or it's to somebody else, or to a fan like me who actually gives a shit about the goddamn team, please realize that we are in a better position than other people. And this team's not going to get dirt cheap tickets just because you feel entitled to something that you're, you, you shouldn't really have. Nobody owes you shit in terms of this baseball stuff. They don't owe you a fucking playoff berth, okay? It's not like they haven't been trying. You sign a guy like Nelson Cruz. You sign a guy like Robinson Cano. You bring in guys. They even brought Cliff Lee in for a part of the season. You know? It's, uh, why, if you're rebuilding, why would you sign guys like that? Why would you sign elite ball players? Obviously, through time, they haven't always been elite, but they're pretty goddamn good. Why bring in a guy like Edwin Encarnacion? Obviously, he got traded. Well, that's a bad case. That's a bad case. Um, but just to go back to the guys I talked about before, they were trying to win ball games. A couple of years ago, they were two games out from the playoffs. Two. Does a rebuilding team do that? No. A rebuilding team looks like what happened last year. Lots of guys coming in and out. Not winning games, obviously. Not being able to finish games. Getting blown out. Acquiring young talent through trades of your older stars. A guy like Kyle Seeger should be going soon. I love Kyle, but his contract, you can still play defense, but you know he, he, had, he had a good year. He had, well, he had a solid year. <sighs> They're in a rebuild. It's obviously not going to take, you know, it's not going to go like that. I would use the Astros as an, an example, but, you know, there's that whole cheating thing with them, and I don't want to get into that. But they they were bad for several years, and then they have all this young talent. Obviously, we can go into the garbage can banging and shit like that. And I have a garbage can here, and I could go, you know, there's a strike coming. Anyway, um, the point is stop fucking complaining. Okay, and I'll take this time now to touch on uh, the tragic events of what happened on Sunday. Um, rest in peace to Kobe Bryant, John O'Brien, uh, the Altabelli family, and the pilot. Life's too short to just complain about everything. Um, that's what I'll say on the Mariners piece for now. I'm going to talk about Kobe. Uh, as a kid in Seattle, you know, I haven't really known basketball much of my life, just, you know, because of the Sonics being gone. Thanks, David Stern. <clears throat> um, but when I, I, I've, uh, had the luxury of being able to vacation thanks to my parents and how hard they work to be able to, you know, give us an enjoyable life. My sister and I, um, been, been down in California a solid amount of times and every time, there's always something, there's always that iconic 2-4 in purple and gold. There's always that Bryant. Uh, and to see the, the impact that that single man had on the world as a whole is incredible. Um, it sucks. There's, a, there's an interview that they had with Shaq. He said, you know, he hasn't been sleeping and it makes me feel terrible. Shaq's one of my favorite big men of all time. And, you know, like he said, he hadn't spoken with Kobe in person since, uh, 
since his 60-point game, his last game of his career. That goes to show you we don't have time in this life to be bitter towards each other. And I like to, you know, bring that into segue. You shouldn't spend your life being bitter or complaining because it can be taken away from you like that. Um, it sucks. It really sucks. Um, yeah. So that's my thing on that. Uh, just hope I, uh, I've prayed a couple times uh, for the families involved and just hope, you know, that Vanessa Bryant and the, uh, the rest of their children uh, are able to be strong through this time because obviously, you know, you lose a father and a sister. It's terrible. Um, but yeah. Um, and to, uh, you know, continue on, uh, Tom Wassel, I hope I pronounced that right. I'm going to sound like a jackass if I didn't. With uh, 710 ESPN Seattle Radio, uh, created a poll to kind of judge where people were with this rebuild. Uh, 54% said that they were all in and that they're patient, you know, being patient with the rebuild. That's where I am, just because, you know, I realize it's going to take some time to rebuild. Uh, 7% said they're in but they expect they expect results now which is fucking stupid you know obviously i would love to see these young guys come out next year this upcoming year and do great you know i think that i'm a little optimistic i would think they'd like to you know give some bring some excitement just because i'm excited to see some guys like shed long kyle lewis obviously if you know me kyle lewis um evan white should be interesting to see uh justin dunn you know guys like that uh, push out next year and see what they do. I think they'll bring some spark. I really do. Eighteen uh, percent said they're that they're out until they win. Again, stupid and bitter. And twenty-one percent said they have completely given up. And to you, I say a big fuck you. It's stupid and childish. Oh, I deserve a playoff. Yeah, I get it. I get it's been hard, and I know I'm not exactly in the best position as someone who was born the year that they last made the playoffs to go and say all this but i mean realistically you gotta fucking grow up if you're sitting on a a facebook page of a professional sports team complaining and bitching and moaning for a a playoff appearance you're you're terribly sad you know come on man your wife you know your family what are they gonna think they probably won't care but i mean come on it just looks childish um in actual team-related news and not yelling at people who are ignorant, uh, Mitch Hanniger is likely to miss the start of season with a core muscle surgery. Um, and that is a little upsetting to me because uh, I wanted to trade Mitch. Uh, I think, you know, just the way with things have been going, I feel like it would be a good thing to move Mitch uh, just to open up the outfield because we've got a lot of prospects and a lot of young guys for the outfield. So I don't know if a guy like him would be stopping the development of a guy uh, for the future. But obviously, you know, with another injury, that's not going to you know happen anytime soon. And just today, actually, I'm recording this on a Thursday, the 30th. The Mariners agreed to a deal with reliever Yoshi, Yoshihasha. Yoshi, Yoshihisa? I feel really bad. Jerry DePoto called him Yoshi, so I'm just going to call him Yoshi. Yoshi Hirano. And Yi Yin Chen. Chen is on a minor league deal. And uh, Yoshi 
is supposed to actually be in the reliever uh, spot. So, you know, some interesting things. He's uh, Yoshi's the 10th Japanese player to be signed with the Mariners in franchise history. So, you know, a little fact code for you there. But, yeah, to wrap it up, like I said, please stop bitching about the rebuild. When they're good in, like, two to three years, you can, you know, when you're buying all the Mariners shit, just think about how much bitching you did, you know. Anyway, moving forward. Rude. Going to UW men's basketball. Um, hmm, grim topic as the Huskies have lost four of the last five. Uh, just to recap of the last games last week, another late game meltdown against Utah, in which another game that they were leading and lost by one, and an ugly loss against Colorado should signal some change. I mean, it's funny that in my notes I had should signal some change before the Colorado loss, and then they got blown out against Colorado. It's fucking upsetting. You know, you've got a team with great talent, great talent. But, you know, one of my questions is, does Jaden McDaniels want to be on this team? Is this a thing where he just, you know, he wants to you know, just for the year and he's gone or what? Because his body language on the court just, like, you know, is very emotional. He's very, you know, he gives up. You can tell he just... I don't know if he's into it or what. It's upsetting. You know, being the worst ranked team in the Pac-12, team in the Pac-12, the team leader in assists uh, on average per game, Hamir Wright has two assists per game. Two. Now, I don't know if that, you know, looking at the game preview against Arizona here tonight, uh, which takes place at 6 o'clock at uh, Heckhead, uh, Nick Mannion for Arizona averages five. I don't know if it's, if it's like that in college basketball or what but two per game. That sounds a little weird to me. Does that, does that not, is that normal? Like two assists per game? That's an average? Like that's the most somebody on the team averages per game? Like fucking hell. It's, it's just upsetting. It's upsetting because there's a lot of talent on this team. I mean, it's not like coach Hopkins is a bad coach, but what the fuck? Like, I mean, Isaiah Stewart's on the court giving you, you know, like 18 a night. Like ten rebounds. I mean, there's talent all over the court for this team, even on the bench. But they're not doing shit. It's like Romar. I mean, please don't give me the Romar situation. The recruiting's great and all, but we want to win games. And in being in the bottom of the Pac-12, I really thought that this team was going to go back to March Madness uh, this year. But right as of right now, and I mean, this team could prove me wrong. Go ahead, please prove me wrong. It's not looking good. Um, they go and play against... Did I hit the mic again? Oops. Uh, against Arizona tonight at home. And then Saturday on the 1st, they play a 7.30 versus Arizona State. So two home games. Please take care of business. Please. Like, fucking hell. Ooh. Oh, no! We suck again! Moving into our beloved Seahawks news. Uh, not exactly Seahawks news, but Russell Wilson and Sierra will welcome their third child to while I've been together, uh, that they've made themselves. Obviously future baby future is not their child, uh, biologically, technically Russell, um, hmm. uh, in not uh, free agent related news, Shaquille Griffin stated that he wants to shadow number one receivers more next year, which is a little break off from the standard Pete Carroll defense, uh, which I am fine with. I mean, I'm not complaining about 
the defense itself. I'm just, you know, in that Green Bay game, obviously I, I probably would have liked if Shaq uh, shadowed Devontae Adams. Just from what happened, let bygones be bygones. Um, in terms of compens- comp picks, I'm not going to try to, you know, go with the whole word there. My brain's slow right now. Uh, the team uh, should, should, I'll say something if they don't, uh, get three picks, three comp picks, one, a third rounder for losing Earl Thomas to free agency, a fourth rounder for losing Justin Coleman to the Lions, I think he went, and a sixth rounder for Shamar Stefan, who went to the Vikings, who went back to the Vikings. Um, so comp- compensatory picks, I'm not really 100% sure how they work. I know that you know when you lose a person to free agency and you don't get them back, well, if, it depends on how many people, how many free agents you sign. Like, I, we lost three free agents, uh, three guys of free agency, five guys of free agency, but we signed two with, uh, I think, is, is uh, Anza and Jason Myers. It depends. I, I don't remember what the criteria is, uh, but we're only going to get the three picks. Oh, you know, I'm still learning things. I'm young. You know, give me, give me some slack. But, yeah, so three picks. Uh, for John to work with John Snyder uh, just depends three more picks and just depends on what he's going to do with them. Obviously I really don't see this team trading up uh, from the 27th spot. I just am curious to see what they do with that spot just because, you know, uh, in recent memory, the first rounders for this team haven't been the greatest. We're still seeing what Rashad Penny can do, but I mean, guy like Malik Dowell pops into your head and you're like, Jesus never played it down. Um, Christopher Knox at Bleacher Report. Uh, said in an article, uh, this article was uh, about big moves that big free agents that uh, teams should sign. And he said the Seahawks should sign Bud Dupree, and that's great and all. Uh, but my point was, he said that the team got Clowney, and Clowney gave them little return. And I thought this was fucking stupid. And the only thing that he did to say, you know, to back up his claim about little return was that he only mentioned how he got three sacks. I absolutely hate how people will use sacks as the only number to sort of sow any sort of uh, production for a pass rusher or a D lineman uh, nowadays. Clowney's a run defender primarily. I mean, obviously he's you know good off the edge and he can generate sacks and pressures. Um, you know, but he's a disruptive guy. If you don't have him this year. I guarantee you we lose the San Francisco game. Santa Clara, my bad. I almost went back on what I said about that team. Um, and you probably don't win as many games. That guy is disruptive, and he helped that D-line a lot. That was a D-line that struggled a lot. Obviously, he got injured, but, I mean, without him, you know, you don't get as much production as you would have. So Christopher Knox, you know, who spells their name Christopher with a K? What the fuck? I will be done with that now. Um, for free agents, uh, looking at this team and looking at who we've, uh, got, who could potentially hit the free agent market, I would want to resign Clowney and Quinter Je- Quint- Quint- huh, Quinton Jefferson, as well as Jerron Reed. I think you put Jerron Reed in a prove it deal just because his last year, I mean, you know, barred with a suspension a little bit could have been better. So, I mean, he said he wants to be here as well, but that could just be talk. Um, so give him another, a, a year to just, you know, see What's going on with him? Uh, I think the team brings back guys like Akeem King, Nico Thorpe, Brandon Jackson, 
Hollister. Hollister's a maybe just because I don't know. It depends on his outlook on the season. If he thinks he can be a guy, he can go somewhere and be, you know, a number one or number two guy. I really don't think he is. He was a practice squad guy who came in and did a serviceable job uh, with Disley, you know, Disley out. Addiction didn't play the season. Addiction should be gone. Um, guys like Jordan Simmons and Jordan Rude's back just for depth. I mean, because that's what they do. Uh, free agents to watch. Now, this is sort of tricky just because the, the Seahawks aren't really a team that go out there and get big-name free agents. They're just not. They don't like really splash usually. Obviously, you know, Matt Flynn, that was an interesting case. Um, but they're typically, they don't go out there and they don't try to sign these big guys. Some guys that I would like to watch, Derrick Henry, I don't think, though, that they'll go away from a guy like Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, to get a Derrick Henry, so that's probably out there. That's just a name I've seen floating around with Seahawks Twitter just because, you know, he went on that big run. A.J. Green is an interesting case because, I mean, he's up there, a little bit up there in age. I believe he's 31, but, I mean, he's still a talented guy. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of the teams in the league would love to add him. Great receiving threat. Why not, you know? Uh, The guy that I kind of omitted from my list was Josh Gordon, and that's only because it depends on what the league does with his suspension. I mean, come on. If it's just weed, if there's anything else with it, anything else in terms of substance abuse, then I'd have to know what it is because I'm assuming right now it's just weed because that's what he's been fucked over for in the past. So if it's just weed, come on, man. Loosen the fuck up. Um... Austin Hooper is a name that's been floating a lot, a lot around a lot just because of Will Disley's injuries. Uh, I wouldn't mind it, but it just depends on, you know, where the cap money gets allocated. Um, a guy, because Austin Hooper's a tight end and I'd love to add him, uh, just depends, you know, depends on the money. I don't want to blow the whole cap space on him. Uh, Brian Balaga, Daryl Williams, Jack Conklin are all guys that I'd like to potentially see at the right tackle spot, just because if Eddie has given me headaches for as many years as we had him, I believe it's four, uh, four or five. Uh, so right tackle, I believe is a spot of need. Depends on if you want to, you know, focus on that, uh, in free agency or in the draft, um, at guard. I, I don't know. Cause it just depends on if this team sees what I saw with, uh, Phil Haynes, um, Oh, shoot. Oh, and what they want to do with uh, Fluker. Because um, they've got guys on the market like Brandon Scherf, Andres Pete, Joe Tooney, uh, all good guards and all relatively young uh, that you can sign. Uh, in terms of D-line and defensive ends, Vic Beasley, Emmanuel Ogba, Yannick Ngakwe are all good D-ends, uh, all relatively young. Uh, just some names that I, uh, I liked out there. In terms of D tackle, depending on the situation out there, uh, obviously you've got uh, Puna Ford on the team right now, uh, and depends on what we do, Jerron Reed. But guys like Vernon Butler, Timmy Jernigan, Malik Collins, all relatively young guys who are pretty solid. And cornerback is interesting just because people were clamoring uh, for that position with the game that Trey Flowers had against the Packers. You know, people they see one game and they freak out. Uh, Ronald Darby and Byron Jones, both relatively young. But like I said, with all these guys, they're all top-end talents. So I don't know what John Schneider and what Pete Carroll want to spend their money on. I would love to add any of those guys. It just depends on the price, in my opinion. 
in a headline that I just got while I'm recording this, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, when talking about former cornerback Richard Sherman, uh, he also said that he would risk Sherman was still with Seattle. Obviously, I would too. Uh, but, I mean, it was just risky uh, with the whole injury. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like to have him. So with free agency, like I said, I would love to add guys, but it just depends. I'm not the GM. If I were the GM, I don't know if I'd want that job. Too much stress. Um, but, yeah, there are some guys that I believe are good talents, but I feel like they can be situated with in the draft. Show me the money. Show you the money. Oh, no, no, you can do better than that, Jerry. I want you to say it, what you would mean it, brother. Hey, I got Bob Sugar on the other line. I'm going to hear you say it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Show you the money. Show me the money. Show me the money. Yeah. Louder. Show me the money. I need to feel you, Jerry. Show me the money. Jerry, you better yell. Show me the money. Show me the money. Congratulations, you're still my angel. Here's a new one in terms of Seattle Sounders news. Former fullback Brad Smith is on loan to Cardiff City for the remainder of the season. Uh, Brad Smith came over from AFC Bournemouth uh, during the 2018 summer transfer window. Uh, so it's obviously a hurt to lose a fullback, uh, especially you know losing Roman Torres over the season. Uh, to enter Miami, I think their name is. I don't know, their expansion. Um, and Brad Smith will be out of the contract at the end of the season. So technically he could come return to Seattle to, you know, on his terms. Uh, but that would be after the season, of course. Uh, the Sounders also acquired uh, center back Yamar Gomez Andrade from Argentine club Union de Santa Fe. He's a 20-year-old, uh, and obviously that helps uh, with the loss of Brad Smith. So, you know. There's that. Season's rolling up here pretty quick. Uh, I'm not 100% sure when the first game is. I think it's late February, but they have uh, CCL matches. Um, and then a little bit after that, I think a couple weeks after that, they go straight into MLS preseason. Um, so that's very exciting, obviously, uh, coming off an MLS Cup. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um... I can't even find the damn schedule. I'm not even looking. Oh, here we go. Um, February 20th is the game against Olympia. Uh, and then there's that's at Olympia. And then they play at CenturyLink Field February 27th against Olympia. And then you start rolling into the MLS games on March 1st. So that's very exciting. Uh, with that to look forward to, uh, Seattle Dragons. I know everybody's excited about that. Ticket prices have been, well, not ticket prices. Ticket sales, I guess, have been going pretty well um, for that first game on February 15th. Uh, I guess people are excited. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, final rosters got announced 
Levon Coleman got released. Levon Coleman and I were actually connections on LinkedIn. Uh, he didn't respond to my messages. Anyway. That shit hurting. In other University of Washington Husky uh, athletic news, uh, like I said, the men's basketball team plays tonight, Thursday, January 30th at 6 p.m. versus Arizona. Uh, and then Saturday, February 1st at 7.30 versus Arizona State, both at home. Uh, number 14 ranked women's tennis plays games February, January 1st, Friday, January 1st. What did I say February? Uh, at 4 p.m. versus Portland. And then Saturday, February 1st at 1 p.m. versus Purdue. Like I said, big tennis people, you know, get out there. At the little green ball. Women's basketball plays uh, Friday at 7 p.m. versus number six Stanford. Big game. Uh, and then the 2nd of February, Sunday at 12 p.m. versus California. Uh, last week, the Gymnastic Dogs uh, had an impressive uh, win against number 10 Cal in their first Pac-12 meet. That came down to the, uh, shoot, I, don't, I think it was the final rotation. I don't remember how gymnastics work. But, you know, you know, always got to support my dogs. Um, nerd stuff. I know I mentioned nerd stuff in the beginning. Emerald City Con- Con- Comic Con's coming up. I am very excited. Uh, my Uncle Steve would take me to that when I was like, a lot younger. And then there was a period of time where I was just sports ball, all sports ball. Kind of lost my nerd stuff. Um, and then I think the past three years I've gone and I'm really, I've been pumped up for it. Uh ever since last year's con uh and if you know me that's how i started collecting my funko pops um so my one year anniversary for that's coming up uh what was i gonna say oh and then when uh when tickets came out i was sitting uh, on campus refreshing my computer right before i had to go to class to buy my four-day pass so that i'll be there all four days very exciting uh, Anthony Daniels will be there. Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd. I forgot the guy's name who played Biff Tannen, but he'll be there. Uh, Karen Gillan, who played Nebula in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, she'll be there. A uh, lot of great, lot of great. You know, I've been critical uh, of Emerald City Comic Con in the past for their guests, but I mean, I met. Uh, oh fuck! How could I forget his name? Rain Wilson. Rain Wilson. There, I was shaking. I remember that he was very nice, and he adjusted my hat so that my eyes showed better. But then my the rest of my forehead showed off. So you know, done tied everything, I guess. Uh, like I said, very excited for Emerald City Comic Con. Cool nerd shit. Very cool. Uh, season seven of Star Wars: The Clone Wars is coming out. Uh, they're gonna do it episode by episode, just like they did with the Mandalorian on February twenty first. I'm very excited for that. I remember uh, every Friday asking my parents when I was younger if I could stay up and watch it. It worked like 50% of the time. Uh, it's supposed to, the later, the latter episodes are supposed to take place during Revenge of the Sith time. And I actually wouldn't watch, out of the prequel movies, that is probably the best. Revenge of the Sith is probably the best one. It's not a bad movie. Uh, but yeah, that's my nerd stuff for now. Uh, just to get into my little end segment here, I've got a lot of cool things planned. Uh, some stuff with a former O'Day friend of mine. Well, not former friend, but former O'Day guy. Uh, one big thing that I want to keep under wraps for now. Uh, some things that could happen, but I'm not 100% sure if they will. But yeah, uh, like I said, the past two days, I just really haven't felt like recording. Uh, I really didn't want to like fake enthusiasm, but I felt good today. Felt excited. Obviously, there's a lot of swearing in this episode, so if you're, uh, not ready for that. I apologize. Um, and yeah, 
I would like to thank, I think I get an average of 19 listens. So to those 19, uh, if it are a consistent 19, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, all feedback, all, you know, comments, advice, it's all appreciated. Uh, but yeah, thank you again. I'm not sure how long this episode is going to run. I don't know. I think my longest one was like 30, 29 minutes. This one might push it. This one, we might be pushing it here, folks. Uh, if you like longer uh, podcast episodes, Omo just said longer or shorter, and that would have been open for a lot of interpretation. Um, let me know how you feel about the length of the episode. I'm going to catch you there. Don't do anything inappropriate. Uh, let me know. Thank you again. Uh, stay safe out there. Don't cause any trouble that I wouldn't. Have a good rest of your day.